Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Man, it's such a good looking group in here tonight. Really excited to be here with you guys. Uh, we recently decorated our house for Christmas. Anybody else do that? Put up some lights, get the tree. Uh, we have all these things in this. There's this closet in our house that's like one of those short door closets, and then all the Christmas stuff is back there. So I'm always, you know, crawling back there. We do this, this tag team thing, handing it out. Anyways, got the house decorated. Not everything went like it was supposed to. In fact, we have this snowman out front that keeps on falling over in the wind because he's sitting in the rocks and I can't put the stakes down on the ground. Anyways, it's kind of a mess, but, but we keep sanding them back up and then every time the wind blows, you know, so I don't know if I, next year we'll do something different. There's a guy in Denver that did a funny thing for his house. Check this out. This was his Christmas decoration. <laughs> And um, what the pro he thought he thought he was gonna pull a fast one, everybody, but they started calling 911 because they're like, hey, there's a guy down the street hanging from a gutter, you know, you gotta get there. And it was like a dummy that he had built this whole thing anyway, so he got in a little bit of trouble for that. But uh, I, I wanted to talk tonight about when God messes up your plans. That, you know, in this time that we've been in, in 2021, has this been a year of change or what? I can't, I was trying to make a list of the stuff that has changed in 2021, and I can't even, I can't even keep track. There's so many things. I mean, I went from wearing regular clothes to mostly wearing joggers, and I have two pairs of joggers. One is like the, the kind I wear around the house. Then, then I have my nice joggers. Like if I'm gonna go out, you know, into the community and I have my, my nice joggers. Um, we also, stuff changed, right? How many of you guys are working from home now? Anybody? Got some people working from home? That's different, right? And some of the people that are with you, you know, they used to have privacy in the house and now you're there all day long and they're like, oh my gosh, when are you gonna go back to the office, you know? But the things change and a lot of things have changed and sometimes you're on course for something and then it changes and it's, it's like God has messed up your plans. I mean, this can happen in lots and lots of ways with careers, it can happen with friendships, it can happen with family relationships, it can happen with, you know, money, it can happen with all kinds of things. And we're gonna look at a story tonight where things definitely change because Christmas teaches us that God's ways are higher than ours. I mean, if there's one thing Christmas teaches us, God's ways are higher than ours. And that when he needs to change something that we don't have to freak out, um, and we're gonna learn a little bit more on how we can have peace instead of you know suffering in these, because a lot of times we look at a change as a setback, right? Something like a carpet got pulled out from underneath you, and not all changes are good or easy, but really what we can learn, I think, from the story we're gonna look at tonight is that, that set, setbacks are actually setups, that changes are setups, that God is gonna do something greater in your life, and we can learn to look at it like that. So I wanna show you a little bit uh, from even the Virgin Mary who struggled with this very thing because she sort of had a plan, you know? She had this boyfriend named Joseph. They were gonna get married. You know, she had already planned the wedding. They were, you know, decorating their house, their house in their head like we all do. And, uh, and then this angel shows up and says, hey, change of plans. Um, first of all, Mary, um, you're gonna get pregnant before the wedding and it's not gonna be Joseph. Oh, all right. Uh, should we tell Joseph, you know? <laughs> it's kind of a big change, right? And uh, then second thing, um, don't get upset about this, but it's gonna be a miracle. Something like this has never happened before and it will never happen again. Don't be upset, don't get worried. <laughs> this teenage girl going, oh my gosh. Third thing, uh, by the way, the child 
you'll be carrying uh, is going to be God. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, her whole life got pulled out from underneath her, and she's trying to figure out what to do about it. And I want you to see, if you've got message notes, we put them in your hand, and uh, if, you, if you were able to grab a program, I want you to grab the message notes out of there. If you're using the app, pull up the notes right now because I think it'll be helpful for you to see what this looks like. But in Luke chapter one, verse 29, it says, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean by this announcement. Confused and disturbed. I have felt that way before. Have you felt that way before? Anybody felt like that this year? Confused and disturbed? Yeah, probably. Um, and, and so what do you do then with your confusion and the fact that you feel disturbed? I think the, the bottom line is we've got to learn how to respond when plans change. And they will change again, right? We know, that we, we know in our heads that um, things don't just go perfectly as planned. We know that. But somehow when the change happens, we freak out, you know, because we just didn't see it coming or we don't know what to do. And Mary felt that way, absolutely. The word confused and disturbed means intensely going back and forth between inner thoughts and emotions, like we all do, you know, when we get the news and it wasn't what we hoped or it wasn't what we thought was gonna happen. So we're going back and forth in these different emotions and we're having this inner battle. And Mary was going through that same thing. In fact, it's interesting in Luke chapter one, right before Mary got the news about Jesus, Zechariah got the news about uh, this whole change that was gonna happen in his life. And he also was confused and disturbed. I mean, it's like God was plopping down all these plans that people didn't expect and they were bothered by them. And you know, now we can look back and we're like, Mary, what the heck were you worried about? You were gonna be the Virgin Mary. You know, you're gonna give birth to the Son of God. Like redemption for all mankind was gonna come through you. That's pretty special, but she didn't see it all in the moment. And we often don't see it all in the moment either. But the stakes are this. Like, if we don't learn how to respond when things change, the problem is that uh, our troubled moments lead us to some of the worst decisions of our lives. <laughs> you know, that we get troubled, we're going back and forth emotionally, we sometimes reach out for comfort for the wrong thing, or we make some bad decision, or we go off, you know, fly off the handle, or something like that happens. And what we need to do is learn how we can accept God's changes in our lives, and, and we're going to talk about how to do that. So in Proverbs 19, 21, it says, it says, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. I have found that to be true. I mean, I have been wrong on so many plans, haven't you? And it seems like as long as we keep seeking the Lord, he's able to kind of bump us back on course. And then we just, you know, try to learn to listen a little closer, not be so tightly wound up, not be so grasping so tightly to our plans that he can't even bump us back on course. And so now... We can learn to move a little bit with God's spirit as he directs us and life gets more fun that way. We're, we're, we're a lot easier to get along with. I wanna give you a couple of things when God messes up your plans. Here's what you can do. You can write this down in your notes. One, you need to know that he's trying to get your attention. He's trying to get your attention. When God messes up your plans, he's trying to get your attention. And he definitely got Mary's attention, didn't he? She's like, whoa, surprise. You know, because there was a lot going on for her. I mean, now she's, she's got to explain to other people why she's going to be pregnant because the consequences for that in her day and age were devastating. And, you know, she'd be banished forever, you know, no chance of a regular life. And she was going to have to try and figure out how to explain all this stuff. I, I think it's interesting what C.S. Lewis, the great writer, said. That he said, God whispers to us in our pleasure, but he shouts to us in our pain. 
And a lot of times when we have pain in our lives, we're running away, aren't we? I do. I, I don't like pain. Anybody in here like pain? I hate it. I'm, I'm like, I want to avoid it at all costs. But sometimes that is the very thing that God uses to get my attention. C.S. Lewis also said, pain is God's megaphone. You know, he's like, hey, I want to get your attention. Why would he want to get your attention? We're going to learn about that in just a second. But I want, I want you to see Psalm 81, 13. It says, God says this, I wish my people would listen to me. <laughs> Feels like parenting, I think, right there. <laughs> wish my children would listen to me. But no, God, I mean, God has that feeling like, I wish my children would listen to me. Why would God feel like that? Because he's got these amazing dreams and plans and will and love for us. And he sort of needs us to pay attention to him in order to deliver on those goods. So he's going, I'm, I'm going to try and get your attention. You might, you might think about this, like when God messes up your plan, sometimes you might look at that and go like, yeah, God caused these bad things to happen in my life. What we know from scripture is that God does not cause evil. And so you might have experienced evil in your life. And one of the things we wrestle through sometimes is that we, we, we go, did he cause it? And scripture would say, no, but he, he might have allowed something in your life. The, we know that the reason why bad things happen to good people is really that we have an enemy called the devil, that there is something called decay in the world, that the world is gradually falling apart. Do you agree with me? Um, and that we often take detours. And so sometimes it is our own choices that have created the pain God might allow that pain, and that might be the megaphone that he uses in our lives to get our attention so that we'll look up again at him so we can receive everything he wants to give to us. And I like what it says in Proverbs 16, 25. It says, there's a path before each person that seems right. Sometimes it ends in death. I mean, we don't always make the right choice. And the better we can get at determining what the right choice is, the less trouble we'll have in our lives. But it's not, gonna, it's not like we'll not have any trouble. I mean, Mary didn't do anything wrong, and she's all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, my whole world just fell apart as she was wrestling through this confused and disturbed. What we know is when God messes up your plans, number two in your notes, he has a better plan. He's got a better plan. Man, I have so many times been mad at God because something changed that I really liked. I mean, just to be totally straight up, when COVID happened, I was so mad. I was so mad that we had to cancel church. I hated it. I hated every second of it. Uh, and it took me a little while to go like, okay, but there's an, there, the upside. Okay, well, we, we learned how to do online church. Thank you so much. If you're joining us online, it's because, it's because God messed up our plans. <laughs> and we had to figure out, how do we do this? You know, nobody could meet in person. And we got better at that. And, you know, sometimes God has a, a different plan, a better plan for us. And sometimes you go, well, this is the way I was going, and I liked it a lot. And, and God changes it, and you're like, oh, I hate that. But sometimes he has a better plan. His plans are, what we know, his plans are bigger than ours. They're more rewarding than the ones we come up with. And most of the time, they're harder than the ones that we devise. Because if it's up to us, like, we're going to plan easy stuff, Right? It's easy stuff that it feels good and doesn't cause any discomfort or inconvenience to us. And somehow that's not going to stretch us to be all we can be. So God's going to interject some plans in our lives and we're like, oh no, this is hard. But it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, look with me, it says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I love that. It says in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, it says, no one has ever seen, heard, or even imagined what wonderful things God has ready for those who love him. Do you believe that? 
I mean, in, in a year like this, do you believe that? Let me read that one more time. No one has ever seen, heard, or even imagined what wonderful things God has ready for those who love him. I don't know if you can set aside maybe some of your guilt or some of your shame or some of your past trauma or some of your doubts and skepticism about God or even about Jesus for a second just to hear this one more time and try to receive it, okay? No one has ever seen, heard, or even imagined what wonderful things God has ready for those who love him. He just loves to give gifts to his kids. And he wants to do that with all of us right now. One of the things I want to invite you to, we're doing in January, is called our Next Steps Workshop. And maybe some of you are going, you know, I do believe that God has something in store for me. I don't know what it is or how to find out what it is. And that's exactly what this workshop will help you with. It's just to kind of go, we're going to dig in. We're going to look at your life and help you kind of navigate where you at, where do you want to be, and what steps could you take. You'll walk away from that one-hour workshop with an actual spiritual growth plan for the next 12 months. I think you'll enjoy it. I hope you come to it. Uh, But that's one way you can put this into practice. Here's the third thing that we know. When God messes up your plans, number three, he wants you to trust him. He wants you to trust him. I, I personally believe that all of life, the point of life, is to learn to trust God more. Because as we learn to trust God more, we get closer to him. He pulls us to himself. We become stronger. We have stronger faith. We're not so easily swayed by the things uh, that happen in our day-to-day. You know, when, when a doubt comes, when a problem comes, a tragedy comes, we're not knocked off course. We're unshakable the more we trust him. And I think that's what he wants to accomplish in our lives. And sometimes that requires difficulty. So maybe you've been presented with difficulty and you have this opportunity right now to go, what, do I, what am I gonna believe about this moment in my life? And I hope you'd believe this, Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Could you believe that even the hard things, God might not have caused them, but he's able to redeem them He's able to take that awful thing that you wish didn't happen, and he's able somehow to, to create out of that something beautiful. He can, he can make it so that you're stronger because of it, and he wants to do that in your life and in mine. You're going through a problem right now. Here's the thing. If you're going through a problem right now, you're tempted to seek the solution, right? You're tempted to seek relief. You're tempted to seek to escape from the problem. You're tempted to seek an explanation, but what he's asking you and me to do is to seek him. And that's Christmas right there, to seek the God who came to us. And I'm so glad that you all are here today to continue to seek him. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. You might just ask yourself the question as we sit here for a minute tonight, what might be getting in the way of me seeking God with all of my heart? What what might be kind of creating a little stumbling block for me or a hindrance? Is there something that happened that I still feel bitter about? Is there something that I don't have yet that seems like maybe maybe I'm taking that and going like, God must be mad at me because I don't have that yet. And yet we know that's not the truth because he loves us and he wants the best for us. It says in Psalm 138.8, it says, the Lord will work out his plans for my life for your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me because you made me. Oh man, God made every single one of us and he wants so badly for you and me to come into that place of a trusting, 
loving relationship where when something comes in as a surprise, we can look at it, we can go, oh, I know God, and I know he is love, and he is wise, and he is strong, and I know that he uses everything for good, and so I can stand here today, and I can trust him that he's going to pull it all together. I want to encourage you today, if you're not really sure about that kind of relationship with your creator, I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to invite every single one of us to just kind of evaluate, where are you at with Jesus today? It is, this is the holiday about Jesus. Where are you at with Jesus? Do you believe in him? Do you know him? Do you walk with him? Do you pray to him? Do you hear from him? Do you want to? Have you been forgiven by him? If you're not sure about where you stand with Jesus today, I would like to lead you in a prayer so that God can be real to you this Christmas, so that the next time something comes from left field, you can be like, well, my feet are now planted firmly on the rock, and I don't have to worry because he's taking care of me. I'd like to, I'd like to have you bow your heads with me right now, and I just want to lead you in a prayer, all of us, just to acknowledge that this Christmas season, it is about Jesus, and Lord, we thank you so much for who you are. We pray that as we evaluate, as we reflect on why Christmas happened. Why did Jesus come through Mary to this earth? It is so that you could have a relationship with us. And, and, and Lord, I pray for anyone who's watching online right now or gathered here with us in person, if you're not sure that Jesus is your savior, that he's your forgiver, that he's your leader, this is your moment right here, Christmas Eve 2021. It's your moment to make that certain. You can tell him right where you're seated. You can say, Jesus, today I'm choosing to put my faith and my trust in you. I do believe that you came. I do believe that you died. I do believe that you rose from the dead. And I do believe that you forgive me because of the gift you gave on the cross. And I receive that tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for coming, for interrupting Mary's plans, for, for bringing a better plan, for helping us to be able to trust you. God, in my own life, for all of us, God, in our own lives, help us to be able to trust you more too. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.